0: CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up to date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media.
1: Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News, the newspaper of record, both online and in print, for Parksville Qualicum Beach and the surrounding communities. Visit us online at PQBNews.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to PQB. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and VI Free Daily. And today we're going to talk a little football. The NFL season is just around the corner. And we've got our prime black press expert here with us today. Welcome, Aaron Halischuk.
0: Thanks very much for having me.
1: Let's get right into it. We'll start with the team that's closest to home and one that's near and dear to your heart, the Seattle Seahawks. Last year, they won the NFC West with a 12-4 and record. And I would say Russell Wilson always gives them a fighting chance. How do you see things unfolding this year?
0: I think it's going to be a really interesting year in a really interesting division. I think I've said it for probably the better part of the summer that the NFC West is probably, arguably the, the hardest division in football this year. I see it being really tight between the Seahawks and the Rams. I think Sean McVay is going to go all in with Matthew Stafford this year. I think it's going to give the Seahawks, like last year, a really good run for their money. And with all of the off-season drama with Russell Wilson and his contract and the team, I think it's just a little extra layer, you know, going to really give the team... Just a bit more incentive, I'm hoping. But uh, I think, you know, it's it's going to be Rams and Seahawks all the way to the end.
1: It was uncharacteristic of him to speak out like that, don't you think?
0: I think it was. And it's really interesting. I look back at it and I look sort of back at the Super Bowl. I think that's really was the apex of a lot of the drama of it when he was watching Mahomes just absolutely get killed in the, with his O-line just completely disintegrating in that game. And I think he really saw maybe a reflection of himself in that and perhaps stirred a little bit of it uh, combined with some of the OC changes. It was a bit interesting. And I also think a lot about his agent, Mark Rogers, who I think is a baseball agent. And also just my opinion has a bit of a flair for the dramatic. And I always makes me wonder how much he has to do with it and how much is actually Russell Wilson himself. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic between the two of them. Now you
1: mentioned the the new offensive coordinator Shane Walder and how do you think that will mesh with
0: Pete Carroll who loves to run? I'm hoping it's going to provide a really good balance. I think one of the parts that the Seahawks offense was missing last year were sort of those short and medium passes. I think they were going, you know, all in for the deep ball or running it a bit, you know, and I I think that's maybe, especially with a couple of good tight ends, Gerald Everett, I think that, you know, they can really capitalize on that. And I think Waldron might be able to bring a a bit of that to the game. Um, I'm hoping it strikes that sort of right balance. You said Pete Carroll really likes that balance, whereas Wilson, you know, I think if he could, he'd just throw it all over the place. So I'm hoping it maybe hits that medium spot a little bit more and we see a few more of those sort of five to 10 yard passes that I think might be able to help them a little bit more this year.
1: Were you surprised that Chris Carson came
0: back? I was a bit. I was a little bit on the fence in terms of if he actually would. I think he's a really good running back. I just am afraid of his injuries a bit and uh and wasn't sure if they could make it work uh, in terms of the contract. Glad to see he's back. I think John Schneider did a really good had a really good offseason this year.
1: Did they do enough with the offensive line?
0: That is a concern for sure for me. I think uh, they just recently re-signed Wayne Brown's contract just the other day, which is a really good thing. I think obviously that's, you know, whether he would admit it or not, I think that's obviously where Russ had his concerns. I'm not sure if they did quite enough there. And I think the other position as well is cornerback. Those are sort of my two areas of concern for the Seahawks this year.
1: You mentioned the cornerbacks, uh, Pete Carroll is obviously sort of a guru for the defensive backs, and he's he's made a lot with players that others might not necessarily think are the greatest. Is this going to be his toughest job in the secondary this year?
0: I think you're right. I think, you know, they're obviously really lucky to have Jamal Adams. who can really bounce around quite a bit and lend that hand. I'm a little bit afraid they might be depending on him a bit too much and maybe didn't pay enough attention to the cornerback position. Like you said, though, they're really good at finding these little, you know, gems and dark horses that they could develop. So that's my hope. But my fear is that, you know, there still is maybe a little bit of time, but they, they haven't quite got there yet.
1: Percentage chance of Richard Sherman being signed at any time during the season?
0: <laughs> 1%. 1%? <laughs> you 1%. Yeah. yeah, I think his career is over. Unfortunately, his legal battles maybe got the best of him. Do you think they miss KJ right? I think so. I was really hoping that they would resign him. I thought, you know, maybe just get him for a minimum deal, one-year contract. You know, him and Bobby Wagner were just such a good pair. I think with Wagner, you know, getting up there in age, he's not as nimble and as fast as he used to be. I think the two of them, Wright had just such a good year last year. I was really hoping the Seahawks would sign him, but uh, off he went to Las Vegas.
1: More touchdowns this year, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett?
0: It's going to be close. I have a feeling it might be Metcalf only because a little bit more experience and also a little bit more motivation because I think he's in his last year of his rookie contract. So he's got a little bit more incentive to prove and Lockett's not that, you know, Lockett signing that huge contract this past summer should take any motivation off. But uh, I think uh, I think Metcalf still has a little bit of a check on his shoulder.
1: They've got three of their first four and looks like four of their first six on the road. How important is a quick start?
0: I think it's very important, but I don't think it's as crucial as maybe some people say it is. Uh, so just think about last year, uh, how they got such a good quick start and you know went on that huge winning streak, and then the tables turned really quick. So I think, especially with road games, the Seahawks do really well on the road, but if you can sort of split them and then come back to home field, I'll be happy with that.
1: Is there a game on the slate this year that you've circled as especially big?
0: I think all of the, the Rams games are especially big. I'm really curious. That seems just like the thorn in the Seahawks side for the past few years. So especially with a new quarterback there, I'm really curious to see kind of what they'll do this year with them and the new OC. And yeah, I think, like I said, Sean McVay, I think is going all in this year. I think this is his year to make it or break it. So against the Seahawks, it's going to be particularly intriguing.
1: Obviously, you mentioned it's one of the toughest divisions in football. How do you see San Francisco and Arizona doing?
0: I see Arizona, I think, doing quite well. Kyler Murray's just on the upswing. He's got a ton of potential. They've got a really, really good team. They've signed some really good players in the offseason. So I think they're they're definitely contenders. I know a lot of people are have high hopes for the 49ers, and I could see on paper, I think it's one of those teams that I think look really good. I'm a huge fan of Trey Lance. I think he's got a ton of potential and I think he's going to be the future for the team. I just think they're going to start Garoppolo. I'm not sure about that decision. So uh, we'll see how long he lasts.
1: Prediction, how many weeks until Trey Lance is in there? Three. Three? Three. (laughs) So uh, predicted division order.
0: So the NFC West, call me a hometown girl, but I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks. It's going to be close. I think they might just have a a one-game edge up on the Rams. So I'm going to go Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers.
1: All righty. I will go Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, and 49ers, just to be contrarian. I like it. Now let's uh, shift to the rest of the league, maybe just a quick version. My favorite team is, unfortunately, the Miami Dolphins. How do you see them doing this year?
0: I think it's really going to come down to how Tua throws. I think it's all about his arm this year and and the protection, of course, of the O-line. Uh, I was watching some highlights the other night and just, you know, just no time in the pocket. And I think for a young quarterback, I think you just really, really need that. So I think he had one good year just to kind of get a feel for it, you know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick there last year. I think he was a really good mentor and uh, was able to kind of help him out a bit with him gone now. It's going to be a bit of a question mark. You know, anything is possible in the offseason. So I think it really depends on on his arm. I think that's going to be crucial going forward this year.
1: Yeah, I'd say he has a lot more weapons, but the offensive line still worries me a little.
0: Is it time to upgrade to a vehicle that's right for your needs today? Get all the options you need at todaysdrive.com. Brought to you by Black Press Media. We'll get you into the perfect vehicle without the struggle of hours spent trying to find what's right for you. We're here to help make your search quick and easy, connecting you with a huge inventory of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Powered by Black Press Media. Visit todaysdrive.com. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, let's move on to prediction time. We won't uh, go team by team, but uh, how about just prediction of division winners?
0: So in the AFC, it's going to be pretty close um I think we're gonna look at maybe a repeat of of last year I think Tampa Bay and Kansas City definitely really really close Packers they're in the NFC also the Bills too I think another team to watch I think those I think it's gonna be somewhat similar to last year
1: AFC East winners
0: I think Bills for sure the Bills
1: okay I will agree and go with the Bills Mm -hmm. uh AFC
0: North that's gonna be a tight division as well I'm going to go with the Browns.
1: I will agree. I think the Browns could actually make it all the way to the Super Bowl if Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield plays well. Mm -hmm. AFC South, that's an interesting one.
0: It is an interesting one. I'm going to go with the Titans. I think they were pretty good last year. I think they're going to get just that much better.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, How long until Trevor Lawrence makes (laughs) Jacksonville a contender again?
0: I'm going to say something a little controversial. I think it's going to be a while. I think he is a little bit overhyped, perhaps. I don't want to say that, but I, I think he is. You know, just you've, looking...
1: you've said it now. <laughs>
0: I have said it now. I, you know, just thinking about all the overall, you know, number one draft picks for quarterbacks. The last one made it to the Super Bowl, I think, was Eli Manning. So I think it kind of speaks for itself. But we'll see. I hope he proves me wrong, but we'll see. And
1: sticking in that division, how long, if ever, do you see it being until Deshaun Watson plays again?
0: Again, I feel like he's in a little bit of a Richard Sherman situation with all of his legal trouble. Maybe next year. I don't think he'll take the field this year.
1: I don't think he'll play at all. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, at least this year. AFC West. I'm Chiefs for sure. Yeah, I think so. Runner up, though. I'll put you on the spot there.
0: Of the AFC West? Yeah. You know, the Raiders might have some potential there.
1: I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I like Justin Herbert. I, yeah,
0: yeah, I could definitely see that. Justin
1: Herbert would look very good in a Miami uniform.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch over to the NFC NFC East.
0: I think it's gonna be the Cowboys, but I think Washington can can definitely give them a run for their money.
1: Yeah, I like Washington's defense. We'll see. I think Dallas opens Thursday night against. The defending champion, Tampa Bay Bucks, so they'll have a good test right off the bat. How about the
0: North? Definitely the Packers and then maybe the Bears, maybe the Bears.
1: NFC South.
0: I think for sure the Buccaneers.
1: Do you have a surprise team, one that you didn't list as a division winner, someone you think might surprise and be really good?
0: I do. And it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because I'm definitely not a fan, but I certainly (laughs) will pick them because I definitely respect them as the Patriots. I think uh, Uh, Belichick's choice to go with Mac Jones is, like I said, it it kills me a little inside, but uh, I think he could be a dark horse. I think, you know, definitely some potential, but then to make it up, I will say the Chargers because I think Herbert could have a really good year yeah no I just really really dislike the Patriots I, unfortunately. I agree completely so
1: <laughs> when I grew up the Dolphins never lost to the Patriots and now yeah the Patriots win all the time unfortunately <laughs> although Miami does play them tough they do. almost every year they do um how about a team that might
0: fall I hope it's the Rams I think they are <laughs> they are going all in like I said I think it's it's boom or bust. I think Stafford and McVeigh, it's it's either going to really work or it's really going to fail. I don't see there being an in-between. The other team, again, I kind of touched on it before is the 49ers. I think on paper, there's a ton of potential. And I think people are really excited about them for the first time in a while, but I just don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, I don't see it happening with Garofalo, but I think if they put Lance in, they might have mm-hmm. more of a chance. The team that, that is generally good that I think might fall off this year is the Steelers. You know, Roethlisberger, yeah. I don't know how long he can stay healthy, yeah. and, and they're in a, in a tough division as well.
0: I agree, yeah.
1: Let's go with a, a, an easy one, the Super Bowl winner. Can the Bucs repeat?
0: Oh, I think there was a, a lot of talent and a lot of luck that contributed to that last year, so I am not calling a repeat this year. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Kansas City again.
1: Yeah, anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, that's a mm-hmm. good bet. I'm uh, I'm gonna go a little out there. I'll, I'll right now. I'll say the Bills.
0: Mm, I could see that for sure. How
1: about MVP prediction for MVP?
0: Ooh, I've got a couple here. So I think Mahomes, kind of the obvious choice. I would like to see Josh Allen. I think he had, you know, had just such a good year last year. I think, you know, he's he's got a ton of potential for that. Again, throwing the the homer calls, but you know, Russell Wilson's never in his ten years of playing never in a single MVP vote. So I'm going to throw that in for good measure as well.
1: Oh, he was the MVP of the first twelve games last year.
0: That's right. (laughs)
1: off the air previously that you had your first fantasy draft of the year how did that go for you
0: it went really well it was my first experience with fantasy football I've done some mock drafts previously but never an actual one so it was really good didn't actually get my you know my first choices overall but uh, I would say seven out of ten pretty happy with my team so far gotten a little bit of slack that I don't have enough running backs but uh, I've got Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt so we'll see we'll see
1: how many teams in the league?
0: There are 10, I believe.
1: 10? And where did you pick?
0: First round draft was, uh, I was number seven.
1: Okay. Yeah. Tough. And who did you get with that first round
0: pick? I got TK Metcalf with that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, not too bad.
1: All right. Who's your quarterback?
0: So I've got two. My first choice, actually, and nobody believes me, but my first choice was going to be Josh Allen, but wasn't able to get that one. So ended up going with Wilson and Stafford.
1: You can't go wrong with either one of those. No. yeah have you got a big fantasy sleeper at all this year?
0: I think this one, I don't know how much of a sleeper, but, you know, the potential for, I think, some points is I went with a Canadian, the BC boy, Chase Claypool, for one of my receivers, so I'm hoping he uh, he proves me right.
1: Now, how often do you get down to Seattle to watch games?
0: I try for once a year. I usually kind of make a long weekend out of it and pick one game uh, that I'm really excited about.
1: Is there one on the schedule this year that uh, you might target?
0: There is. I, I do have my ticket for the Arizona game at the end of November. I'm really excited to see that. I think that's going to be a really good game, obviously a division game. Um, not sure where the COVID situation sits. So that's going to be the the factor that may not allow me to get down this year, but it's kind of a wait and see situation right now.
1: Do you have a favorite game that you've ever attended down there?
0: I do. I mean, the first time I've ever went down to, it was obviously CenturyLink Field at the time. It was just a surreal experience because I've saw it on TV so many times. And, you know, everybody talks about the crowd noise and the energy. So the first time I was in the nosebleed section, but it was such an incredible experience. I'd been to obviously, you know, tons of CFL games where, you know, full capacity crowds, but nothing compares to 70,000 screaming fans who you don't sit down for one second. So that was memorable just to be there. But I would say the the last game that I attended two years ago, because of COVID, it was against the Saints. And I was sitting in the north end zone about, I was so fortunate, about 10 rows up from the field and Wilson threw a touchdown pass to lock it in my corner of the end zone. And I was probably 25 feet away from where he caught the ball. And something told me just before the snap to take my phone and hit record on video on my phone just to see, because I figured they're so close in my end zone. I don't know if they'll be there again. And he got the touch. <laughs> Down And it was just so incredible to just kind of hear them in their touchdown celebration was was really neat just to see it so close. That was pretty memorable.
1: Have you ever been on the field for a game?
0: No. So that is my next goal <laughs> is to try and get down. I have in the CFL and that's a really, really neat experience. It gives you a completely different perspective of what the game is like and just the intensity and what the players are going through. Definitely for the NFL game.
1: For me, the most interesting thing about being on the sidelines is seeing the sheer size of the players. Mm -hmm. They're just massive human beings.
0: Absolutely. And just the sounds that you don't get up in the stands or not all the time that translate on television is just makes you realize really how violent of a game it is too.
1: So would you rather watch a game on TV or
0: live? I think live, hands down, yeah. Even if it's you know absolutely pouring in Seattle, which was the last game I was at, just to be surrounded by fans, just have so much energy, and uh, and to see how the fans really do influence the game, especially with like procedure calls, and you know, think about things like you know, Beastquake too is a great example. It's so neat to see just truly the influence that the fans can have directly on the game. is really neat to see.
1: If you are at home watching on the big screen, what's your go to
0: snack? You know, I'm a really nervous football watcher. So I'm <laughs> the one who kind of like jumps up or paces back and forth. So when I do eat, it's usually like a handful of chips that I just like bite down in my mouth out of nervousness, especially if, you know, it's like the last two minutes of the game. So I would say chips, but they don't get chewed properly because of the uh, anticipation. <laughs>
1: All right, so the Seahawks open Sunday, September 12th, on the road against Indianapolis at 10 a.m. We'll do this a couple of times during the year, hopefully. Aaron, thanks for joining us. That sounds
0: great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: That's this edition of PQBeat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our
0: website, pqbnews.com. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings, all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com.